the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, March the 10th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on March 10, 1864, President Abraham Lincoln assigned Ulysses S. Grant. He had just received his commission as lieutenant general, but he was assigned to command the armies of the United States of America. Today in 1785, Thomas Jefferson was appointed America's minister to France. He succeeded Benjamin Franklin. Today in 1848, the U.S. Senate ratified the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo. That ended the officially ended the Mexican-American War. Today in 1876, Alexander Graham Bell's assistant, Thomas Watson, he heard Bell say over his experimental telephone, Mr. Watson, come here. I want to see you. It was from just the next room. Maybe he heard his voice through the wall. Who knows? But he also heard it on the telephone. That was the beginning of the telephone as we know it. Important part of our lives. That was Bell's Boston Laboratory. Today in 1876. Today in 1913, former slave, abolitionist, and underground railroad conductor, quote-unquote, Harriet Tubman, she died in Auburn, New York. She was in her 90s, but she didn't know, and the people around her didn't know what her real age was. They didn't actually know how old she was, but they supposed she was in her 90s. Today in 1969, James Earl Ray, he pleaded guilty in Memphis, Tennessee, was on his 41st birthday, as a matter of fact, He pleaded guilty to assassinating civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. Then later, James Earl Ray said, no, I didn't do it. He repudiated his plea, and he maintained his innocence until he died. Today in 2015, breaking her silence in the face of growing controversy over her use of a private email address and a server, it was in her closet, Hillary Rodham Clinton, she conceded, She came on with a crooked smile on television this morning in 2015. She said, well, she said, I should have used government email, and if I had it to do over again, I would have, in that I was Secretary of State. But she insisted that she had not violated any federal laws or any Obama administration rules. The press bowed and curtsied and said, Yes, Your Honor, and nothing was ever done. Of course she had broken laws. She had broken a lot of laws. The Secretary of State of the United States of America, the most powerful nation in the world, is not supposed to run her office or his office out of the closet of their home. She knows that. So much of progressivism, so-called liberalism, used to be liberalism, now it's progressivism, secular progressivism for the most part, even though it is cloaked in religious terms often. So much of it, though, is just made up. There are no absolutes in progressivism. 
not only do they believe that human the human race evolved from some pit, some slime pit. I mean, really, they do, or they say they do. Darwin seemed to believe that. Not only do they embrace that theory that's full of holes, but they embrace the theory that there's no fixed truth, there's no absolute truth. And often they say this as they walk out of their Methodist church or whatever, having claimed to be Christian. It's amazing. No wonder so many people are confused in our culture today. I mean, it's a confusing culture. Nothing seems to connect. There's no consistency. There's this study for preachers when they're in college and seminary. It's called systematic theology. And that simply means that we study to show that the Bible is systematic and there is a systematic truth in the Bible. Everything fits because it's absolute truth. And yet we live in a world today that's just chaotic. Somebody gets up on Monday morning and says, I declare that today is Wednesday. And there will be a dozen people standing around them that will say, yes, today is Wednesday. No, it isn't. It's Monday. (laughs) And it's morning. It's not evening. I mean, it's bizarre. That's what it is. No wonder Paul wrote to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he said, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. He was talking to all the churches, but I think he was speaking to our culture today, too. We live in just a constant climate of confusion. No wonder people get worn out mentally. Sometimes they do harmful and unthinkable things. God is not the author of confusion. Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy, the last letter he would ever write before he was executed for the sake of the gospel. He said, For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let's focus on the mind that God has given us rather than the mind that can be created or recreated in the culture in which we live. So keep that in mind today as we talk about a mind that is confused. The mind belongs to none other than Washington State's own Senator Patty Murray. She's calling on people in America today in the name of love for God to embrace transgenderism. And this is not a critique on Patty, although she's the story. She's a powerful woman. She is the face of Washington State. And some of you, I hear you now saying to your radio, no, she isn't. She's not my face. Well, you know what I mean. She's the political face. Powerful woman. She's worked her way right close to the top. Anytime you see Chuck Schumer standing up with his fist clenched, pounding on a lectern, you're probably going to see Patty Murray's face right behind him, either standing or sitting. She's very close to the power base, but she's way off on her comments that she made earlier this week. So I want to talk to you about that. I think there's lessons to be learned and affirmations to be made about the truth.
in all of that. But I noticed this morning, Congressman uh, Lauren Bobert, I think that's how you pronounce her last name. She's, I don't know much about her, except she's very obviously very conservative. She's a Republican representative to Congress from Colorado. And she released this minute-long video on Twitter. And on the on the on this uh, video that she put on Twitter today, or actually last night, she is applauding former President Donald Trump for building this security wall at the southern border. And that is a growing crisis. We'll probably be talking about that this week because it is out of control. It's beyond what the press is telling you. I can assure you of that. I've been watching it very closely. But anyway, she's talking about that, and she's applauding former President Donald Trump for building a security wall at the southern border. And he really did have things under control there. I mean, by all accounts, even CNN the other day mentioned that Trump had had, had been able to control. They, they were opposed to it because they said it was unchristian and uncompassionate, but they said he did have the border under control. Even they had to recognize that. But anyway, she's recognizing that. She's applauding that. Then she, the, the video switches to her standing outside the wall in Washington, D.C., this fence and barbed wire and everything. And on this video, she says, quote, President Trump built a big, beautiful wall because he loves America and he wanted to secure our country and protect us. And now, and then the picture changes to the of this massive fencing and barbed wire. It looks like a prison. It's the same thing they do in prison compounds. And she 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 says in this video, she says, she said, uh, and now welcome to Fort Pelosi, where Democrats decry walls from within their own heavily guarded razor wired wall. Well, that's causing some concern among Democrats that anyone in Congress would be saying such a horrible thing, but it's true. And I'm glad she put it on the internet. It'll make its rounds today. You may hear about it, but I got a smile out of that just simply because she's telling the truth. And they don't like the truth. They don't want to see, and they don't want to hear about any consequences from decisions that they make. That's why there is such a stark contrast between a biblical worldview and a secular progressive worldview. I mean, they're worlds apart. And we have people constantly, and a lot of lefty ministers, pastors, preachers, whatever, running around the country saying the main goal, we've got to come together. That isn't the main goal. That isn't, that isn't, shouldn't be the thing that we were are willing to, you know, go to the hill and fight for, to come together. It would be nice if we had unity, but there isn't unity. And anything that would be achieved in that sense, in America today, would be false. It would not be true unity because we are miles apart in what we believe. And as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Those are not my words. That's God's word. Republicans introduced a bill this week. It was intended to create equality for women. It truly was. One woman, Senator Patty Murray, Democrat from Washington, for those of you outside of Washington, she's not very happy about it. In fact, she's mad. 
She said Republicans introduced an amendment that was simply an attempt to discriminate against transgender students. She's calling on God's love to prevail while she's blasting the Republicans for taking a stand for equality for women, calling on God to help her against those terrible Republicans and conservatives. It's There's kind of an amusing part to all of this, but it's very, very serious. Someone is confused in all of this. Is it Patty? Is it the Republicans? Or is it just God being confused about what is male and what is female? I want to talk to you a little bit about that. I want to thank you for your support of this ministry. It is a ministry. I'm an ordained minister, have been my entire adult life. Pastor, worked in missionary work, if you aren't familiar with kind of who we are and what we do. And I want to thank you for listening. I felt very strongly when we started this program we call Straight Talk, I felt very strongly that God had really spoken to my, well, not in an audible voice, but I, I just felt it in my heart very strongly that this is what God wanted me to do at this point in my life. I'm not 18 years old, starting out, trying to figure out what my career path will be. I've had a, a very good and rewarding path in life, but I felt strongly that I should do this. Probably rather than playing golf or something every day, as some people over 40 do. But I felt like this is what God wanted me to do. And I, we started this on ACN with just Tom Reed telling me, Gary, I'll help you get started. And he worked with me. And we got a group of people that started listening and said, hey, we want to support this. And that's been several years ago. And some of you are still with us from day one. And many others have been added. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart because you are in effect partnering with myself to allow me to do what I feel God has called me to do. And I have no other reason or ambition to do what we're doing. Please know that's where I'm coming from. And I want you to know how grateful I am because I couldn't do this alone. Without you, I wouldn't be here. And I want to thank you for it. If you believe in what we're doing and have started to say, boy, there's value in this, but you're not supporting us, May I encourage you to at least consider prayerfully doing so. We need you. We need you to join us. We, we live in a, in a... I'm not for a moment suggesting that I have all the answers, but I do know that God has all the answers. And to the best of our ability, we try to open the Bible and look at what's happening in, world, in our world today through the lens of God's Word and God's truth. We change. We get confused. We screw up. We call that sin. God calls it sin. And God forgives us. But God doesn't get confused. And God doesn't change. And God's word will never pass away. Heaven and earth, we're told, will pass away. But my word, God says, will not pass away. So we're, we're really counting on that for now and eternity to be true. Because we know it to be true. So we're standing on God's truth, not our own truth. But on God's truth, as we look at what's happening in our culture, and in that context, then we begin to realize God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind, of love, and so on. 
So that's what this is all about. And I want to thank you for considering standing with us financially to allow this to be on the air every day, Monday through Friday. We originate live at 9 o'clock in the morning. Some of you hear it at different times, a little bit delayed. But thank you for being a part of it. And thank you for considering joining all the others that support this program and this ministry. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Or you can go to our website. It's faithandfreedom.us. And is spelled out A-N-D, faith, A-N-D, freedom, dot U-S. There's a lot of faith and freedoms out there now. There weren't, there, there weren't so many. There was only one that I knew of that had a little bit different uh, twist on the words but uh, when we started, but now there are many. So you can, if you get the wrong dot U-S, if you put dot com, you'll end up on a, I think it's a Muslim site or something. But anyway, we're, we've been around a while with that name faithandfreedom.us and there's a little tab there you can contribute online thank you in advance Patty's tweet was posted about 7.30am yesterday morning no question she was bothered about it probably bothered her through the night she didn't like what was going on in Washington D.C. highest ranking public servant from Washington nationally from Washington She said Republicans introduced an amendment that was simply an attempt to discriminate against transgender students. She continued. She said, my response, colon, I'm quoting her, for the love of God, can't we just have a little bit of heart and compassion in this world for someone who doesn't look or live exactly like you? Patty doesn't care what my response might be. She doesn't know me. But if she did, and if she would say, what do you think? I would be happy to tell her. I would say, hi, Patty. I do love God. And that's why I strongly object to my government enabling children who have been confused in great part through indoctrination in government-run public education about gender. These children need to be helped, not celebrated. If you were motivated by compassion rather than politics, you too would want to help them rather than enable them. Because science and history is confirming that they're on a path that is personally destructive. Yes, it is. And God's love calls for more than enabling. And it provides more than confusion. It calls for repentance. It calls and offers healing and restoration. But she doesn't care what I think. Senator Murray has discerned that the motives of these Republicans, she's declared to the press that the amendment to the nearly $2 trillion, $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill that is really not about COVID at all, was nothing more than discrimination. She's chairwoman of the Senate Health Committee. She was slamming Senator Tommy Tuberville this week. He's a Republican from Alabama. He's a former football head football coach at Auburn, which they have an outstanding football program at Texas Tech University. He knows about sports, and he's a deeply committed biblical Christian. But he put this amendment up for COVID-19. It lost by one vote. Patty was relieved. But it caused the Senate and her committee, she said, to vote through the night. And she said it was just discrimination. 
Tuberville, he spent his life in college sports. He'd sponsored this amendment that would have blocked government funding from public schools that allows biological boys who claim they are girls to compete against biological girls in sports. Tuberville claimed that it was needed to, quote, I'm quoting Tuberville, protect the integrity of women's sports. But Patty Murray and her far-left radical colleagues see it differently. They see it much differently. They apparently weigh equality on a scale that prefers transgenders to biological women that are simply born that way. They can't help it. They're a woman. (laughs) Where have we heard that before? Little girls, they are. They grow up to be women and mothers and leaders and whatever. Coach Tuberville, now Republican Senator Tuberville, he framed his debate and amendment as a Title IX issue, which was very wise. He argued that it was needed to protect the integrity of women's sports, and he said it would ensure funding goes to schools that are focused on COVID supplies (laughs) rather than pushing a liberal agenda. Patty was mad. She was really mad. She's been mad for a while over this. She was mad at Dr. and Senator Rand Paul last week, about a week and a half ago. Rand Paul was simply asking questions politely, but they were direct questions of this nominee for Assistant Health Secretary, Dr. Rachel Levine. I talked about Rachel, formerly known as Richard Levine. She, he is Biden's nominee to HHS. She's going to help run the health and services of the country. Levine answered some of some of Rand Paul's questions by evading them. Rand Paul said, Do you believe that minors are capable of making such a life-changing decision as changing one's sex? Levine answered, quote, Transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field with robust research and standards of care that have been developed. If I am fortunate enough to be confirmed as Assistant Secretary of Health, I will look forward to working with you in your office and coming to your office and discussing the particulars of standards of care for transgender medicine. I think all that means, yes, of course minors are capable of making those decisions with my help. ABC 7 in Chicago reported that Senator Patty Murray strongly criticized Senator Paul. She turned to Levine after Paul had left the microphone. This was a week and a half, a couple of weeks ago at the most. Patty turned to Levine and said, I appreciated your thoughtful and medically informed response to Senator Paul's question. She later soundly, soundly ridiculed Senator Paul. Later that afternoon, Senator Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer also addressed some of the comments. He said about the comments made by Republicans, without naming names, he was talking about Ron Paul, or Rand Paul, of course, calling the questions despicable. He said their attacks on trans people show a complete lack of understanding, complete lack of empathy. Neither federal lawmakers nor courts should ever have the power to redefine what it is to be a man or a woman, should they? Neither should science, really, science isn't God, although many scientists want it to be. They say away with creationism. That couldn't have happened, because we've been here for billions upon billions of years. Science has become God in the minds of some. Not the science or the task of discovering 
real truth, God's truth, God's science. But who has really weighed in the balances and found wanting on this issue? Nearly all studies from homosexual rights activist organizations like HRC to medical groups like Harvard Health, WebMD, and all these people, every one of them agree that mental health there's a mental health crisis among so-called transgender people at crisis levels. What, what the Patty Murrays of this world are saying, she has a lot of power, others not so much, but what they're saying is if we just embrace and celebrate these people enough, they're going to get out of their mental and, and emotional crisis and they'll be just fine. That's the lie. In October of 2019, the American Journal of Psychiatry, not a Christian conservative organization, they published a paper that was titled, has a long title, but it's titled Reduction in Mental Health Treatment Utilization Among Transgender Individuals After Gender Affirming Surgeries, a Total Study. When that came out, I remember seeing it and I looked at it. It was, It is lengthy. I've linked it in an article that I wrote today at faithandfreedom.us. And in that, it was presented initially as kind of the end all. This is the truth on transgenderism. The big news was that the paper claimed that after having sex re- reassignment surgeries, a patient is less likely to need mental health treatment. In other words, it was a cure. And the study claims, and perhaps they do have, that they used a data set of 9.7 million people to get to these conclusions. Almost immediately, the authors of the total population study issued a correction. They said, well, um, the results demonstrated no advantage of surgery in relation to subsequent mood and anxiety disorder-related health care. And then they moved on, and everybody said, oh, that's okay. But this is, well, the study was completely null and void because it was all based on proving that if you just celebrate transgenderism enough, everybody's going to be okay. And once you have your genitalia removed or whatever, you're going to be fine. No, you're not. Science isn't God, and neither are people like Patty and others. And to her credit, maybe she really believes this stuff. I don't know what she thinks. But I do know what God thinks because it's in his word. 49 gender-affirming surgeries they found in this study are necessary to even expect to prevent one additional person from seeking additional mental health assistance. In other words, none of it works. None of it does. These results are tragic. They directly contradict most of the popular media, media narratives, and that's where Patty's coming from. She's being told this stuff. She's a busy girl, uh, woman, uh, person. But often we get a snapshot. They're not studies with a historical arc to them. And when they did this, they had to retract. This whole, within a week, they had to retract it and say, well, there really wasn't any positive results. It's an amazing thing. Someone is confused. Clearly, those following the studies are either finding the present response to those suffering from the condition, or they're not being helped by current science. Somebody's confused here. Republicans are right to protect society from the blizzard of legislation, but about the love of God. The people suffering from this serious condition deserve to be respected in their suffering, and they deserve God's best for them, and God's best is healing and help and restoration. 
not further confusion and dysphoria. I'm out of time. I have more to say, but I'm out of time. Thank you for being with me today. Always a pleasure. Let's continue this conversation right here tomorrow.